sound of network sports. And a very pleasant good evening to you and welcome to another very special edition of Mason and Guests heard on Voice of Barbados. You can call us at 4341790. You can send the WhatsApp to 253-4679 or an email to cricketmason at yahoo.com. What's happening in cricket, of course, in the Caribbean, the, for the selectors gone through the Edos, as we would say in Barbados. I suppose it's around the Caribbean as well. And that was brewing for some time. And in terms of the actual cricket, uh, West Indies losing every match in the T20 series to Pakistan. So there's a lot to discuss, of course, on Mason and Guest this evening. Uh, from a local perspective, the BC election, no quorum last week. And uh, I understand that um, uh, there may be some challenges again, that's what I've been told. But the elections are slated for the 23rd. We're going to be speaking to Conde Riley, the president of the Barbados Cricket Association, a little bit later on. But just before we uh, talk to our very special guest, Derek Murray, um, we uh, should let you know that we're going to be going to St. Vincent to talk to Michael Finley, the former West Indies keeper, a little bit later on. And we will speak, of course, to Chris Darren, who's now in Miami. And he should have a very interesting perspective on West Indies cricket. So we're going to be going around the world as we normally do. But let me tell you that Ruston Chase, Sheo, Justin Graves, Dr. Askaman Singh, Roddy Eswick are still in Pakistan, you know. They are indeed. They're hoping to get a, a negative test to travel. That's the information that I got only uh, today. Ruston Chase, Sheo, Justin Graves, Dr. Askaman Singh, and Roddy Eswick. Uh, they are hoping to leave Pakistan very, very soon. We know what happened uh, to the guys, and uh, the COVID situation not at all that it affected the West Indies team uh, very badly in Pakistan. But without any further ado, let me say season's greetings to everyone. We've got, of course, Dr. Andrew Ford, my, my co-host. Uh, we have on Zoom already the legendary Derek Murray, and a little bit later on we're going to be joined by fellow Wallace. Hello uh, to you, Derek Murray. Season's greetings to you. How are you, sir? Uh, just, just, just put that mic on, Derek. Okay. Just find it. All right. Right. Yep. Yes. Oh, you hear you loud and clear now, Derek. How are you, sir? All across the Caribbean. Yes, we, we need some good cheer at this time, so... Hopefully, the, the Christ child will come down and smile upon us. <laughs> Indeed. And, of course, uh, Dr. Andrew Ford is with us as well. Um, just before uh, we go to Dr. Ford, um, some, some serious developments in West Indies cricket, Derek. The firing of the selectors, did that surprise you? No, not really. But, again, um, Andrew, be before we, we get into the substance, can I just... Um, give all plaudits mm -hmm. to the recent West Indies women and men's teams right. that found themselves far from home and went through some traumas that I don't think any of us can really imagine mm -hmm. what it must be like to have your um, colleagues uh, 
falling foul of the, the COVID tests and the uncertainty of tournaments being called off, or series being called off in the middle. You're leaving and some of your colleagues are still uh, in isolation or quarantine or whatever. It must be such a traumatic situation. And, and I think the, the players, uh, for once, uh, deserve all the credit they, they can uh, be given for bearing out those circumstances. And we wish them and, and their families uh, all the best that they come back in time for, for Christmas and, and everybody is united for a well-deserved break. So having said that, um, you know, yes, there are circumstances in West Indies cricket that I suppose were predictable because we've known for a long time that things have not been going well. Um, and I keep saying more off the field uh, that is causing so much of the problems on the field, which are visible to everybody. But yeah, so I mean, but yeah, they're going to change the selectors. Are they just going to exchange some for others? Or is it going to be a real radical change in the way West Indies cricket is run? If our cricket is ever going to improve again. Mm -hmm. So what would be your recommendations, Derek? Well, the first thing to, to do is, is to get the board structure right. Because the way the board is constituted now, and at least three reports have been absolutely clear on that. Patterson report, the CARICOM, Barito report, and the Webby report. Mm -hmm. All have said exactly the same thing. The structure, the composition of West Indies, board directorships, whatever you call it, has to change. The way it's constructed at the moment, all you're going to get is people vying to, to get people picked on their thing, whoever their friends or whoever comes from the same territory, etc. And we're not going anywhere. We're just going to get exchanging the same thing over and over. And the players are going to get the brunt of it because that's where the visibility is on the playing field when we lose. And again, if all we are going to do is continue doing the same thing, you know, in, in a year's time, 18 months, two years, they'll change the next set of selectors. Will they change the coaches? Who knows? Will they change, you know? But at the end of the thing, what happens on the field is a reflection on a poor structure. There is no four-day cricket. There is, you know, you just don't see any progress. And until we change from the core and start building West Indies cricket, we're going to be having the same conversation. Maybe not you and I, Andrew, mm -hmm. but whoever succeeds in, in the positions, they will just um, have the same conversation over and over again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dr. Ford, good evening to you, sir. All right. Good evening, Andrew, and good evening, Derek, and to the listeners. Um, Derek, you, you made some very good points. Um, I We do know that there's a structural problem, and just changing one facet of the CWA will not solve the problem, uh, especially when you have a, a coach and, and other individuals bought into the concept of bought into a failed concept of let's say a hard hitting T20 team for the World Cup that that 
imploded and failed and and all these structural things that you mentioned why is it so difficult for us as a people to accept and try to institute change and you know we've had the three reports as you mentioned we have had directors in the west indies have remained uh stagnant and basically the same people have been there for for many many years is it that we need to change these people or is it that they just don't want to do anything different unfortunately uh you have to conclude is that they who are perpetually there don't want to change anything uh and and that's really sad because you look around the world and everybody else has changed and adapted to what needs to to happen uh there is far more uh fiduciary responsibility among people there is uh, accountability and therefore uh when things go wrong on the field it can be attributed to somebody somewhere and i'm not just you know let's just pick on one player and say he wants to make money so he can produce um his talent or or something you know but it it's the structure is wrong we need people to talk about that and and not just defend what has been for 100 years mm-hmm. what has been for the last 25 years the last 25 years 30 years we losing you know what is west indies cricket is no longer what is important and therefore until we can accept that and get eight or 12 people to actually say listen i am now redundant i am not fulfilling the part that is is required for west indies cricket to move forward let's change the um the situation which is what new zealanders australians english etc did uh 25 years ago and they said right i'm going to vote myself out of office basically mm-hmm. and we we not doing that okay. you know and and we seeing yeah. it in in day-to-day lives vaccinations whatever is needed you know we can't look beyond our noses well when you're talking about accountability uh derek basically and uh an individual or group being able to assess uh their accomplishments and to soberly say if they've succeeded or failed and so is is there a problem with accountability are are we are we choosing from our boards the, the wrong individuals to represent us at at these meetings or or is it just a fundamental weakness of all of the territorial boards uh, as they're cons- constituted right now that that is is a very good starting point uh so again um you know it it needs to look and say okay who is really re- responsible who takes responsibility for championing a decision you know and so we get all these requests because people know whether they admit it or not they know that things are not right you know they know the crowds don't come back the sponsors don't come back 
you know, we we just going round in, in a little circle and it is no longer enough for an individual in a territorial board to say, look, I want to serve or I want to be part of, of this limelight. Uh, and therefore, anything that challenges that, I am going to say no to. You well, know, I then we need to be more mature as a society and say, that's not good enough. We need to be able to sit back and say, we are not happy with Trinidad and Tobago or Jamaica cricket or whatever. And by extension, we are not happy with West Indies cricket. Where does the need to change start? Yeah. And, and it's clear, all the reports have said it. I mean, um, I, I don't know what else you need to say um, to, to bring a report that tells you the, the basic structure is fundamentally wrong and we have to move away from the amateur ways of, of doing things and do it properly. And unless you can do that, you're going to lose out um, to, to teams coming up and being, um, we suddenly going to embrace bobsledding in, in Trinidad and Jamaica. We're going to, um, w w whatever, you know, is, is the new phase. Um, we're going to find ways of supporting those things because cricket gone through. And it's easy for me as a cricket administrator to say, boy, those players, they're so greedy, they're so this, they're so that, and whatever. They don't want to work. Da, da, da. But you can't just keep throwing the blame on somebody. Somewhere, somebody needs to say, put my hand up. I am not serving the purpose that I want to serve or I am being put there to serve. And therefore, I need to say that, you know, we just as we want to choose a cricket team by choosing players on merit, board members, directors have to be chosen for their expertise. You know, um, uh, in, in, in exams, for professional exams years ago, they, they used to... The winning sound of network sports. Well, lots happening in cricket, of course, in the Caribbean. The, for the selectors gone through the Edos, as we would say in Barbados. I suppose it's around the Caribbean as well. And that was brewing for some time. And in terms of the actual cricket, uh, West Indies losing every match in the T20 series to Pakistan. So there's a lot to discuss. Of course, I'm missing a guest this evening. Uh, from a local perspective, the BC elections, no quorum last week. And uh, I understand that um, uh, there may be some challenges again. That's what I've been told. But the elections are slated for the 23rd. We're going to be speaking to Conde Riley, the president of the Barbados Cricket Association, a little bit later on. But just before we uh, talk to our very special guest, uh, Derek Murray, um, we uh, should let you know that we're going to be going to St. Vincent to talk to Michael Finley, the former West Indies keeper, a little bit later on. And we will speak, of course, to Chris Darren, who's now in Miami. And he 
should have a very interesting perspective on West Indies cricket. So we, we're going to be going around the world as we normally do. But let me tell you that Ruston Chase, Sheo, Justin Graves, Dr. Askaman Singh, Roddy Eswick are still in Pakistan, you know. They are indeed. They're hoping to get a, a negative test to travel. That's the information that I got only uh, today. Ruston Chase, Sheho, Justin Graves, Dr. Askaman Singh, and Roddy Eswick. Uh, they are hoping to leave Pakistan very, very soon. We know what happened uh, to the guys and uh, the COVID situation not at all that it affected the West Indies team uh, very badly in Pakistan. But without any further ado, let me say season's greetings to everyone. We've got, of course, Dr. Andrew Ford, my, my co-host. Uh, we have on Zoom already the legendary Derek Murray, and a little bit later on we're going to be joined by Phil Wallace. Hello uh, to you, Derek Murray. Season's greetings to you. How are you, sir? Uh, just, just, just put that mic on, Derek. Okay, just find it. All right. Right. Yep. Yes. Oh, you hear you loud and clear now, Derek. How are you, sir? To all across the Caribbean. Yes, we we need some good cheer at this time. So hopefully the the Christ child will come down and smile upon us. <laughs> Indeed, and of course, uh, Doctor Andrew Ford is with us as well. Um, just before. Uh, we go to Dr. Ford. Um, some some serious developments in West Indies cricket, Derek. The firing of the selectors, did that surprise you? No, not really. But again, um, Andrew, before we, we get into the substance, can I just um, give all plaudits mm -hmm. to the recent West Indies women and men's teams right. that found themselves far from home and went through some traumas that I don't think any of us can really imagine mm -hmm. what it must be like to have your um, colleagues uh, falling foul of the, the COVID tests and the uncertainty of tournaments being called off, or series being called off in the middle. You're leaving and some of your colleagues are still uh, in isolation or quarantine or whatever, it must be such a traumatic situation. And, and I think the, the players, uh, for once, uh, deserve all the credit they, they can uh, be given for bearing out those circumstances. And we wish them and, and their families uh, all the best that they come back in time for, for Christmas and, and everybody is united for a well-deserved break. So having said that, um, you know, yes, there are circumstances in West Indies cricket that I suppose were predictable because we've known for a long time that things have not been going well. Um, and I keep saying more off the field uh, that is causing so much of the problems on the field, which are visible to everybody. But yes, yeah, so I mean, but... Yeah, they're going to change the selectors. Are they just going to exchange some for others? Or is it going to be a real radical change in the way West Indies cricket is run if our cricket is ever going to improve again? Mm -hmm. So what would be your recommendations, Derek? Well, the first thing to, to do is, is to get the board structure right. Because...
because the way the board is constituted now and at least three reports have been absolutely clear on that. Mm-hmm. Patterson report, the CARICOM Barito report, and the Webby report. Mm-hmm. All have said exactly the same thing. The structure, the composition of West Indies board directorships, whatever you call it, has to change. The way it's constructed at the moment, all you're going to get is people vying to, to get people picked on their thing, whoever their friends or whoever comes from the same territory, etc. And we're not going anywhere. We're just going to get exchanging the same thing over and over. And the players are going to get the brunt of it because that's where the visibility is on the playing field when we lose. And Again, if all we are going to do is continue doing the same thing, you know, in, in a year's time, 18 months, two years, they'll change the next set of selectors. Will they change the coaches? Who knows? Will they change, you know? But at the end of the thing, what happens on the field is a reflection on a poor structure. There is no four-day cricket. There is, you know, you, you just don't see any progress. And until we change from the core, and start building West Indies cricket, we're going to be having the same conversation. Maybe not you and I, Andrew, mm-hmm. but whoever succeeds in, in the positions, they will just um, have the same conversation over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Ford, good evening to you, sir. All right. Good evening, Andrew, and good evening, Derek, and to the listeners. Um, Derek, you, you made some very good points. Um, I We do know that there's a structure problem and just changing one facet of the CWA will not solve the problem uh, especially when you have a a coach and and other individuals who bought into the concept of bought into a failed concept of let's say a hard-hitting t20 team for the World Cup that that imploded and failed and and all these structural things that you mentioned why is it so difficult for us as a people to accept and try to institute change and you know we've had the three reports as you mentioned we have had directors in the west indies have remained uh stagnant and basically the same people have been there for for many many years is it that we need to change these people or is it that they just don't want to do anything different unfortunately uh you have to conclude is that they who are perpetually there don't want to change anything. Uh, and, and that's really sad because you look around the world and everybody else has changed and adapted to what needs to, to happen. Uh, there is far more uh, fiduciary responsibility among people. There is uh, accountability and therefore uh, when things go wrong on the field, it can be attributed to somebody somewhere. And, and not just, you know, let's just pick on one player and say he wants to make money so he can't produce um, his talent or, or something, you know, but it, it's the structure is wrong. We need people to talk about that and, and not just defend what has been for 100 years, mm-hmm. what has been for the last 25 years, 
the last 25 years, 30 years, we're losing. You know, what is West Indies cricket is no longer what is important. And therefore, until we can accept that and get eight or 12 people to actually say, listen, I am now redundant. I am not fulfilling the part that is, is required for West Indies cricket to move forward. Let's change the, um, the situation, which is what New Zealanders, Australians, English, etc., did uh, 25 years ago. And they said, right, I'm going to vote myself out of office, basically. Mm. And we, we're not doing that. You know, and, and we're seeing yeah. it in, in day-to-day lives, vaccinations, whatever is needed. You know, we can't look beyond our noses. Well, when you're talking about accountability, uh, Derek, basically, and uh, an individual or group being able to assess uh, their accomplishments and to soberly say if they've succeeded or failed, and so is, is there a problem with accountability or are we are we choosing from our boards the, the wrong individuals to represent us at, at these meetings or or is it just a fundamental weakness of all of the territorial boards as they're cons- constituted right now that, that is is a very good starting point uh, so again um, you know, it, it needs to look and say, okay, who is really re- responsible? Who takes responsibility for championing a decision? You know, and so we get all these requests because people know, whether they admit it or not, they know that things are not right. You know, they know the crowds don't come back. The sponsors don't come back. You know, we, we just going round in, in a little circle and it is no longer enough for an individual in a territorial board to say, look, I want to serve or I want to be part of, of this limelight. Uh, and therefore, anything that challenges that, I am going to say no to. You know, and, and again, we need to be more mature as a society and say, that's not good enough. We need to be able to sit back and say, we are not happy with Trinidad and Tobago or Jamaica cricket or whatever. And by extension, we are not happy with West Indies cricket. Where does the need to change start? Yeah. And, and it's clear, all the reports have said it. I mean, um, I, I don't know what else you need to say um, to, to bring a report that tells you that the basic structure is fundamentally wrong and we have to move away from the amateur ways of, of doing things and do it properly. And unless you can do that, you're going to lose out um, to, to teams coming up and being, um, we suddenly going to embrace bob sledding in in Trinidad and Jamaica. We going to um, w- whatever you know is is the new phase. Um, 
we're going to find ways of supporting those things because cricket gone through. And it's easy for me as a cricket administrator to say, boy, those players, they're so greedy, they're so this, they're so that, and whatever. They don't want to work. But you can't just keep throwing the blame on somebody else. Somewhere, somebody needs to say, put my hand up. I am not serving the purpose that I want to serve or I am being put there to serve. And therefore, I need to say that, you know, we just as we want to choose a cricket team by choosing players on merit, board members, directors have to be chosen for their expertise. You know, um, uh, in, in, in exams, for professional exams years ago, they, they used to be very subjective, meaning that a medical student would learn a million things and be asked about five. And the whole point of it was that if you didn't know at random any of those five things out of a million things, one could ex extrapolate and project how many things you didn't know. As, <laughs> as unfair as it was, it, it actually worked well in a, in a situation where people need to, to know things. Now, now, we look at something Andrew would have mentioned last week about uh, a simple thing as as a kit and, uh, you know, a sponsorship uh, logo being on it or not on it or or sponsorship logo being obstructed and a team going to to play and represent us and having to to obstruct a logo, which shows that, you know, we... We are playing without having the the initiative to find a new sponsor. That's one issue. But knowing that we didn't have a sponsor, we didn't know that we had to have kits that were blank that we could put a sponsor on and to, to have enough of them for all the new players that would come in. I mean, th this these minute details do show something. And, and you know, when we when we try to engage members of the administrative team they say that we are negative and we, we we are not supportive of the good things that are happening but but the truth is that in the last three years they, there hasn't been a lot of good things to champion and to feel feel good about so below how do you feel about the way things have been going and these little things that I mentioned to you about even a even a kit that we can't do the way that we should. What what does it say about us being uh, one of the world powers of of cricket or wanting to aspire to be there again? Uh, good night, Doctor Ford. Good night, Andrew. Ambassador Murray. Uh, thanks again, Andrew, for having me on the program. Uh, I want to wish everyone in Barbados and across the region a, 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 a happy Christmas. Uh, I'm thinking Omicron is still around, so we got to be careful. Uh, we want to, you know, all those people who work on the front line, just be very careful. Dr. Ford is it's sad. The way how West Indies cricket is, is doing, the road is which is going well. I was doing a, I was doing a, an interview a couple of days ago out of Trinidad. And we had so many different presidents. <laughs> and we had our problems. 
But now we we switch our we switch our thinking and and brought in these people who are supposed to know better. But our problems are worse. Mm. And you said about kid, small problems become big issues, and we are not getting the small things right. And I agree with Ambassador Murray. We need to start looking at who is to take responsibility for cricket West Indies. I said in the interview, our board is too big. I've said it here a trillion times. That West Indies board is too big. Mm. Decisions hard to come by because there are too many cooks. And Andrew and, and Andrew, the doctor, mm. but know that too many cooks fall the broth. And the broth is spoiled. And, and we find ourselves now being more upset, not even with the players now. We're being upset now with the administrators who seem to believe that they're lying to themselves. And it, and, and it hurts, you know, Dr. Ford. I'll tell you something, right? I, I don't really want to bring peers out to school, but I'm on a review committee. Mm -hmm. And if you get some of the, if you heard some of the responses from the people that mattered, mm -hmm. it burns you to the core. And you ask yourself, and I'm like, I'm like Ambassador Murray, why are these people serving West Indies cricket? If I ask you something about West Indies cricket, you tell me you have no answer. You're not replying. But you should be fired. You should not be a part of the administration if you cannot honestly give me an opinion about why you're sitting on XYZ and you sat there for years. And our directors have sat there for years. Some of them got the, the seats on their bottoms. And they're doing nothing with our cricket. Our cricket is bad. Bad, bad, bad. And we don't understand that something is happening in that boardroom that is fighting itself in the selection room and on the playing field. And those issues need to be addressed. Accountability needs to be needs to be at the forefront of moving West Indies cricket. So put in new stuff and pave it with something sweet to move forward. If we don't do these things, we're gonna continue. Let's see cricket further and further down. We need some accountability and we need it now because the English are coming. <clears throat> They've already sent Colin with to England. He's already back here. He's going to spend Christmas and he, he's coming with the squad. Second string squad. Pardon? Second string squad. But I don't look at second or third, you know. Once you got England banner, up to mm. four England. If you're the second string squad, in your opinion, and we pick a first at the first string, that means you should beat them badly. Mm. <laughs> we need to get it right. The English are coming, and they're coming with spectators, and they're looking to do well in the Caribbean. We have to upset them. We have to get it right now. The selection panel, well, two of the selectors have been asked to leave. The, 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 the head coach is now the interim. <clears throat> Responsibility falls on him. Those other two are appointed in, in that interim panel. Mm. But we need to get it right. And if we don't get it right, the people that keep getting it wrong have to leave. Oh. And find the right people to do what is required for West Indies cricket. I'm tired of seeing West Indies cricket being dragged. But who are these people, though, fellow? Who are these people? Are you being very general? I'm sure it, I'm not being general. I'm the decision makers. I'm a okay. decision maker. All right. I'm not a decision maker, Andrew. I don't make no decisions of a great West Indies. <laughs> All right. I don't get a salary, nothing. I see. I, I do things for Cricket West Indies out of the goodness of my heart. Mm -hmm. And I speak about Cricket West Indies out of my heart. All right. Like Ambassador Murray. I have played as much cricket as Ambassador Murray. I only played seven test matches and 33 one-day games. 
Order me a certain respect in society. Mm-hmm. Now we are losing it. Mm-hmm. We're losing our respect because of what is happening in West Indies cricket. Mm-hmm. People don't want to talk about cricket anymore. Mm-hmm. People prefer not to talk about horse racing. Oh dear. All right, Philo, when we come back, we're gonna we're obviously gonna do a commercial break now. When we come back, we'll certainly continue this rather interesting discussion. Uh, Mason and Guest Broughton Association. With the very good friends that yes, if you were wrong, the best shot of the day. I'm Andrew Mace with co-host Dr. Andrew Ford. We've got on Zoom former West Indies cricketers Derek Murray and Philo Wallace, soon to be joined by our good friend from St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Mike Finley. We hope to get him on pretty soon. Derek, what can the legends do to, to help this process? A lot in terms of the kind of conversations we are having, fellow myself at the moment, um, you often have um, a number of other people in the show from week to week. Uh, I think uh, one or two of them should be actively involved in West Indies cricket in some way. Uh, and it needs to be done selectively. But before you reach that stage of if you're going to invite someone of the former players or more, who is going to invite them? Who has the stature to do it? And I'm not talking about somebody who bears a title within a West Indies cricket board framework, mm-hmm. but somebody who has been put there by a process that has identified the need for a particular skill and expertise. So whether it's an accountant, whether it's a lawyer, whether it's a doctor, you need some of those. But what you are talking about is a cricket administration and therefore I would anticipate that half of those people would have the cricket expertise to be able to give that kind of advice and oversight into the the process. And therefore, you start with some kind of of credibility that says, you know, we are here not because somebody can get some votes in in some corner of one of the territories playing uh, cricket, I, can't, I shouldn't even say playing cricket because I don't know when last the territories played any serious cricket. Yes, I know there is COVID, but again, we have to find ways of having cricket at all levels. All levels that A, the ministries of would allow and, and sanction, but even if it is to be confined within let's say Trinidad and Tobago. Not so long ago, 
a first class game in Trinidad and Tobago was North versus South. You looked at the Guyana situation and they had county cricket in, in Guyana. So even at a minimal level, you can have that kind of cricket at all age groups in the territories. So it doesn't have to be the whole um, season that you would have had with numbers of teams playing every Saturday and Sunday, whatever. But at least you have a structured way of playing in game. And people are not just turning up and, and being in a camp and playing a best versus the rest or what, whatever names you want to, to call them. And really, it's a charade. Mm. So we need to be able to find ways of bringing out what was best in us at, at one time. So even at that level, you start talking about who is capable of doing that rather than who is capable of mustering some votes because they promise a, a trip or whatever, you know, during a, a, a supposed season. But everything is, is falling by the wayside. And therefore, and earlier, somebody made a very good point about kit. You know, and you look at some of the West Indies teams that you're, challenged, you're, cheer, you're supposed to be cheering on, and you don't see anything of maroon, you don't see anything of, of silver or green, which are the official colors of West Indies cricket. So even from that level, you start saying, as a player, who am I representing here? A, a, a yellow logo or, or something, you know? So little things that would mean something to somebody who has been brought up in, in cricket, um, you're not having. You know, that's not important. Well, if that's not important, what is important? So where do the players start getting their motivation, their um, drive to, to do well? What are they representing? Another kind of franchise by a different name? So, you know, you're, you're, you're falling down at, at every step. We need to step back and say, look, this is how we go forward in 2022 to make something meaningful happen. Interesting. Okay, let's go to St. Vincent and the Grenadines now and speak to the former West Indies keeper, Mike Finley. Season's greetings, Michael, how are you? Thank you very much, Andrew. Not bad at all. I'm holding on. You're holding on. Yes, yes. Well, well we know that you're a strong man. A um, couple of developments recently in West Indies cricket. Well, as you know, the uh, guys went to, uh, first of all, Sri Lanka. They lost both test matches. Then they were supposed to play um, t some T20 matches. They played three. They got through them. And then we know the COVID situation in relation to the ODIs that weren't played. And then we had the firm that the selectors, uh, Roger Harper and Miles Bascom, that you know very well, Father Vincentian, um, being fired. Um, first of all, were you surprised by the West Indies' poor performances against Sri Lanka and then Pakistan and the firm of the selectors? Did all this surprise you, Michael? Uh, not, 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 not really. I, I didn't think that, that we do very well in the World Cup in the first instance. Right. Nor did I think that uh, we would do uh, so well in Pakistan and Sri Lanka 
because in fact andrew our our, our standard is, is extremely poor mm. and, and we have to do something about that i mean uh, the, the way forward for west indies cricket is 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 a very long way uh, there's, there's no short term or medium nor medium term solution to the on field problems of our cricket uh, they will require long term planning you know um because Let's look at the international level. There's a wide gap right. between the West Indies teams and the other international teams. It's far too wide. And there's no indication that the gap is narrowing. Mm. It's been so for a long time. We win, we win matches every now and again, now and again. But we have to strive for more consistency. Uh, you know, if, 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 if I let me focus in on on what i think is is the problem i would say that the problems are poor batting technique lack of consistency and the absence of dependability mm. in, in our batting mm. you know, but batsmen are constantly playing across the line andrew mm-hmm. they're unable to find the gaps in the field they hardly look for singles and twos when the bowling is tight but still concentrate on hitting fours and sixes mm. consequently there is not enough sufficient rotational strike and there are too many dot balls. Mm-hmm. I saw some atrocious uh, stroke play by some of our so-called top batsmen during the 2020 World Cup. Some of them were simply swiping. Oh Most of the time they were not concerned about where the ball was pitched and in which direction it was swinging or turning. They were pre- premeditating their strokes. It didn't matter where the ball was pitched the ball, how much swing or turn was imparted on the uh, or the direction in which it was going to swing or turn, they had their big keys. Good batsmen ought to be able to play proper cricket strokes in any format of the game and score quickly without trying to hit almost every ball over the boundary. I'm not for a moment advocating that the batsmen lose the trademark West Indian flamboyance, but they must do so. They must bat within the context of the situation at any given time of the match. Mm. As well as the quality of the bowling, you have to take all these things into consideration. Mm-hmm. Their situational awareness is almost non-existent. The result is they can't take themselves out of, a, out of batting difficulties. Let, let's look at that match against England in the World Cup. We made 55. At one time, we were 37 for 5 off, 7.2 overs. But you mean to tell me that the remaining batsmen could not think to bat out the remaining 12.4 overs? get to at least 120 thereabouts and provide bowlers with a reasonable total to bowlers. Hmm. Poor batting and bowling techniques are now bad habits with West Indians. And these habits are very hard to break. Mm-hmm. Good techniques, Andrew, must be second nature. Yes. And after a while, must become as natural as walking, running, sitting, getting up and speaking. You know, the, um, oh, the, 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 for example, the bowlers bowl too short and they lack consistency in line and length. Spinners uh, do not seem to understand their lines of attack. Our spinners bowling just about the off stump, outside the off stump, getting the ball to come into the right-handed batsman, or bowling middle off, getting the ball to go away from the left-hander, and bowling a good, good, good length. And same thing with the leg spinners; they've got to concentrate too on the on the to the right hands on the on the off stump, get the ball to move away from him. They have the googly, same line, get it to move in. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and then you use the arm ball, whether you're a left hand uh, bowler, uh, leg spinner, or, or an off spinner. 
and, and, and surprise the bartenders that. I mean, I, I have much of that going on. I'm not sure it's because we don't have a specialist or skinner uh, who, who would understand those, but they're cricketers and they should understand all that. Um, you know, the, the we, we, we talk about techniques. Uh, <laughs> when, when we are kids and when we are children, sure. I mean, we struggle to walk, we struggle to talk. But after we learn to do them and we're growing up, they become second nature. That's what must happen in cricket. And we could only do that mm-hmm. if we at, get the kids at seven and eight in their formative years. That's when the work must be done in the primary schools. Their minds must be molded on good techniques and the basics of cricket. The development continues along those lines so that when they grew up, they will not depart from those early lessons. Um, you know, th- th- these are some of the problems we face. Okay. And, and th- there must be a concentration, you know, of, 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 of all that if we are to progress. I mean, I, I believe that as West Indians, no matter how passionate we are about the game, we will have to accept that it's going to take a long time for cricket to get back to even halfway in the in the table or, or international rankings. Mm. Um, maybe we are spoiled. Maybe we had so, much, so many brilliant and, and outstanding players that we assume that 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 we should produce them uh, as you do in, in in a factory. If that doesn't happen, no. Uh, you, when, when you look back at all cricket, when we played India and New Zealand and those teams, it was just to for courtesy. Now these teams are beating us all the time. Yep. That, that's how bad our cricket has become. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I, I, I want to talk to about the selection. Sure. But 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 I don't know if I shouldn't pause here and address the, the selection problem later. Or if you want me to go on. No, but 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 the question I ask, I'm going to come back to Derek Derek Murray very soon. Uh, were you surprised that the selectors were fired? Oh no, um, no. Um, again, it's unclear if they were fired or if their their term just ended. You know, selectors are appointed for two terms, mm. and, and and after that, you appoint either retain them or you appoint new selectors. No, um, it is, it, we have to assume because nobody has said that or oh, they were fired because of thing. But you know, I think that they the, the selected bad teams, especially that World Cup team. That was a post election. Oh dear. So I'm not surprised that their contracts were not renewed. Mm. You know, um, I, I may be conservative in saying not renewed rather than being fired because they change selectors all the time. They do. After, after some time, they change them, they bring in new It doesn't necessarily mean that they are fired. But because of the poor, poor performance, right. it will appear that they were really fired. Right. No. Um, but, oh. but, but, but I think I think if they in fact are fired, the, the board is probably justified in doing that because of the poor performance. You know, bad team was picked. A very bad team. No. I I, I want to come back to Derek and and yourself now. Um, Derek, should Ricky Skerritt, as the president of Cricket West Indies, um, take some of this blame? If you're being um holding uh, people accountable. Yes, he is. He's the president. Mm-hmm. But based on what we know of the structure and composition of the board, right. how much 
is really his doing? Or is it the doing of a clique or cabal below who cannot vote? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, so you come right from the start. So what Mike is, is saying is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. You look at it on face value. Poor team performance. Let's hold the selectors accountable. Mm-hmm. Good. We do that. But who is then accountable for putting those selectors there in the first place? Right. Who is there for picking the team in the first place? Where do those players then come from? Are they only from the contracted players? Or can you pick from any players? Mm. And who decides who gets contracts and who doesn't get contracts? You know, so you have a whole host of questions before you get to that. So poor Roger Harper and, and Miles Bascom pay the price. Mm-hmm. So if they are really the culprits, mm-hmm. then all is going to be well in West Indies cricket next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek, 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 but you're just being ridiculous. You're just going from from a, 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 a little group to a little group to a little thing. Everybody, also, you look at something that I would have thought would have had a cherished position in West Indies cricket. The cricket committee. Right. When you look at the cricket committee, every board director, everything wants to be on the cricket committee. Why? Because if, just supposing, we win a series or World Cup or something. Mm. I want to be there to say, you see, I helped to put this in place. Mm. And that is why you have fellas being around for 20 years for, you know, just, just going round and round and um, recycling themselves in, in different positions, different types, and, and nothing is happening. Mm. And, and everybody knows. Just what Mike came on and said, no, I'm not surprised at the World Cup. Um, performance. I'm not surprised when the West Indies loses a series in, in Sri Lanka. I'm not surprised when they don't do well against Pakistan in the world one day. How can everybody in the diaspora looking on, millions of people looking and say, that's what's going to happen. And the little core of people who are put in position, however, mm. to make those decisions can't see that or won't see that and won't change. Three reports that I have been involved in, either as a board member or as a member of the actual um, review panel or um, review body that produced the reports. And the same reason the report comes, pretty logical. Not every report is going to be 100% what a perfect system should be. But not one of those reports have, have gone through. Mm. And yes, any president, any um, analyst could turn around and say, but look, you know, they, they took on um, 40% of the recommendations were, were implemented. What were the recommendations? That you have some independent voting. What is independent? Who put the independence there? Who chose the independence? Were they put there for skill or were they just chosen by um, 
people around to kind of balance out, you know, what, what they want. You get one, I get one. You know, it's it's really just going nowhere fast. No, I shouldn't say that. Because every time I, I think that West Indies cricket has reached rock bottom, it finds a deeper depth to plunge. Mm-hmm. I see. You know, so we are now in qualifying tournaments to qualify <clears throat> for a World Cup or qualify for a Champions Trophy or whatever. We no longer could be there as a right. You know, and, and that is that is the problem of, of West Indies cricket. Now, Derek, when we come... We, we have no status, we have no respect anywhere uh, uh, around the globe. Mm. No. You know, and, Andrew, Andrew, before you go, let, let, let me just... I think Derek may remember that there was a time in West Indies cricket when the cricket committee right. was a sort of independent committee uh, that, that looked at cricket development purely. Um, mm. We met quite regularly. We met, we met maybe once a month. We had people like Sir, Sir, Sir Everton Weeks, we had um, Jackie Hendricks, uh, uh, you know, and, and th- th- there were mainly people who were uh, past cricketers. Brian Davis was on that committee also. And we looked at the cricket, not as a board member, but as a, as, as a cricket person. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do to improve West Indies cricket? And we made some useful some useful recommendations. The, 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 maybe the most useful was, was the retainer contract, we hoped. We, we thought that that would help the players because before that, the players were amateurs and, and they, they would practice when they got time off from their bosses uh, uh, to, to practice sometimes at 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock, but that wasn't good enough. And we recognized that early and, and put that, that retainer contract in place. But the cricket committee, I don't think... It, it's any longer that sort has that sort of independence. I think there, there are a number of board members of that committee now. So, so, so you want to get back to the situation where it's independent of the board in, in, in both in, in thoughts and everything. You know, you have a group of people who, um, if you want to call them past cricketers, then you could, you, 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 we, 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 have, we have enough past outstanding players who can serve very well on a cricket committee and make recommendations towards improving West Indies cricket. But it must be an independent committee. Mm. It shouldn't have any board members in it. When, when, when the report of the independent of the cricket committee comes to the board, it must be totally independent and not afraid to criticize what is going wrong in the cricket. You, 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 you get what I'm coming from? I'm with you. Um, Michael, I have a question for you. Um, and, and I'm going back to, to Ricky Skerritt. Were you expecting more from the Ricky Skerritt administration? That's also a question for Phil Wallace and for Derek Murray. Let's start with you, Michael. Were you expecting more? Well, well, well I, I'm not sure what, what, what one expects head of an organization like Cricket West Indies, whether, mm-hmm. or not, uh, whether or not you expect him to turn the cricket around, to turn the finances around, or whether he should delegate duties and, and have people work on those things. Uh, he is the head, and he could he could suggest uh, make proposals and say, hey, let us try and go in this direction. The board discusses it, and then it goes forward as, as a decision from the board. Um, I, 
find you the depth of, of West Indies cricket problems because I've been following West Indies cricket as players like Derek and, 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 and we understood the problem of West Indies problems of West Indies cricket. Uh, I didn't expect uh, Ricky Kerry to solve those problems in two terms or three terms. Mm. I, 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 I thought I thought he would make some progress but the direction he gave his, his, his directors. Did he make any progress? Did, 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 did Ricky Skerritt make any progress at all? Because remember, remember the public. The public, the public believes that yourself and Derek support Ricky. Well, well, it, it doesn't matter who, who we support. But is that true, though? Are you a supporter of Ricky Skerritt? Well, uh, I, I didn't have a vote anyhow. Okay, fair enough. I didn't have a vote. It didn't. It didn't matter who you supported. What you wanted is somebody who you thought was a good leader. Okay. And you could lead the organization. Mm. Now, now. You see, what we are doing, you know, we are assessing the board on the success on the field. Okay. And we are not having any success on the field now. Right. So anybody you put there, and, and he doesn't change from the fortunes of West Indies cricket, does know what he's doing. Mm. It doesn't necessarily follow. It doesn't necessarily follow at all. Mm. Um, you know, we, 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 we got a long way to go. Uh, I, I remember, I remember putting forward a paper and suggesting, as I just said, that we start to concentrate on the primary schools and, 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 and get the kids at seven and eight and nine and, and, and get them in a proper program. When a kid, when a, when a young man reaches 15, his mind is set up in mm. whatever he wants to do. You can't turn it around then. No. Uh, uh, Michael, um, a lot of WhatsApp messages are coming in and um, in fact, this gentleman is from Antigua. He he's very keen to hear from Derek Murray as to uh, what he feels in relation to Ricky Skerr, if he was expecting more. And he also is very keen to hear from Philo Wallace. Let's start with you, Philo, and then Derek. Were you expecting more from the Ricky Skerr administration, Philo? Andrew, when you look at um, the present administration being led by, by Mr. Skerr, the way how they came into the floor, uh, their manifesto, their presentations and stuff like that, one was expecting more. Okay. And it didn't work out. Uh, things, when you look at it, there has to be, there's some kind of divide within mm -hmm. the boardroom of West Indies. Yeah. Because not a lot of good decisions are coming out, not a lot of good good things are being said. And we, we have heard the president a very long time on your program. Mm -hmm. I believe when he was in the when he was first appointed president, he used to be on your show and would share his thoughts and ideas. And, and a lot of people would listen to him. Mm -hmm. But because things are not going well, and, and, and Michael is right, because things are not going well, the board is not doing a good job. And that happens okay. because at the end of the day, start somewhere. Territorial boards are run by the uh, run by presidents, and if they are not doing well, they come under pressure. West Indies cricket is not doing well. The board comes under pressure along with the coaching staff, management staff. So yes, we expected more from from, from Mr. Scary and Dr. Shallow, and, and it ha it hasn't happened that way. Yes, it's pandemic and all kinds of different things. But sometimes you need to get more consensus, more, con more 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 agreements coming from the board mm -hmm. in relation to decisions, mm -hmm. rather than just coming and saying X Y Z. I mean, I'm one of the I'm one of the the, the biggest. Bugbears from Mr. Scarrett was when he said that the players have a right to go off and play in other in other leagues because they have a family to support. 
Ooh. And then you look at it. Yeah, I, I think that was a bad statement. I heard that Cindy's cricket. The Ooh. whole world heard it, you know, Andrew. Mm. You know, the whole world heard it. Yeah. So these are things that you need to get agreements on from your board. And then say, look, we, I have the support of my board because I have not served if all the board members were in agreement of that statement. So these things can, can bite you. Mm. And there's something called karma. Like yes. I don't who you are. You don't do well. Karma. Karma's going to bite you. Yes. But karma bites you hard. It does. And we need to understand <laughs> that this cricket, I see this cricket is very popular, you know, although we're struggling. And Still popular. I see cricket is very, very popular. And, and, and a lot of people look out to this cricket to get better. Mm -hmm. And I believe that if we get the right people involved in West Indies cricket, who are strong, who are strong to make West Indies cricket decisions, Andrew, mm -hmm. our cricket is going to get better because it's going to manifest itself from that boardroom into that management structure and team mm -hmm. and onto the playing field. And I believe that is where it has to happen. It has to happen in the structure of West Indies where the boards are for West Indies cricket. Decisions have to be made for West Indies cricket, not individuals. Mm. If you're not fit enough, you cannot play. If you're not available, you need to give me three weeks or two weeks notice so that I can get the adequate replacement. I am not dealing with last minute issues. If we know we don't have a sponsor and we're going to Pakistan, whoever is responsible for that, they need to get those uploaded in Abu Dhabi where the team will be based for a couple of days and get stuff down there mm. by high hell or low water. We have to start doing the right things in West Indies cricket, Andrew. If not, we can continue to spend thought in mud, and we are not going to go anywhere. Make decisions for cricket West Indies, not for individuals. That's no. all I'm going to Interesting, say. interesting. Okay, just before we go um, for a commercial break, let's get a reaction from, from Derek. Uh, did, were you expecting more from the Ricky Skerritt administration, Derek? I was hoping a lot more. I didn't expect it mm. to turn out any different than it has because it was a shock first mm. that Skerritt and Shalu won the election when they did. A shock? Um, I don't, I, yes, I don't know how they garnered eight votes um, to win the election, mm -hmm. uh, but they did. Uh, and I was one of those who supported the change because I saw the board going in a totally different direction before, and we needed to change. One of the promises that uh, Skerritt and Shallow made was that they would advocate for a change in the board structure. But they were advocating that among the same people who were there previously, okay. other than the former president and vice president. So again, they were then in at the deep end, trying to change minds that were there before. So when they got the report from the review panel, the Webby report, as far as I know, it hasn't been acted on. So therefore, is that the fault of, of Skerritt and Shallow? Is that the fault of the system? Whatever. Mm. But again, um, Andrew, the way the board is structured at the moment, mm. it does not lend itself to change exactly. unless somewhere, someone can change the minds of the eight or so individuals who can actually say, you know what, let's adopt this report. 
let's change the structure. Let's get people in here who are only in here for their expertise and with the one purpose of improving West Indies cricket and serving West Indies cricket. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I have to, to leave you yes. at this stage. Yes. But thank you very much for having me. I've enjoyed uh, discussing with yourself and Dr. Ford. And, yes. Uh, and fellow, mm. and I hope people have got some food for thought going forward. And I do sincerely wish mm. West Indies cricket and our, our supporters all the best for a wonderful new year. Mm. Have a great holiday, all of you, and right. let's hope for a brighter future 2022 and beyond. Derek, just Thank before you, you go, much. just before you go, Derek, are, are you in Jamaica? Are you going home for Christmas? Where are you now? You're I in mean, I'm in Jamaica and, you know, with all the, the restrictions and so I'm uh, keeping a very low, uh, low profile. And, uh, so you're going to have a Jamaican <laughs> Christmas then? You're going to have a Jamaican Christmas? I, I will indeed, yes. So <laughs> I look forward to it, but I look forward to being uh, released on the Jamaican public in the new year. <laughs> all right. I want to thank you, Derek, indeed, for coming through and talking. It's always a pleasure. Uh, happy Christmas to you. Happy Christmas to you and, and all your listeners and, and your family. Thank all right, you good, much. wonderful, Thanks, wonderful, wonderful indeed. All right, let's let's pause for a business cause. When we come back, we're gonna try to find Chris Darren. Um, of course, uh, he well, he told me he's in Miami, and we're gonna try to, to find him. But of course, Mason and Guess is brought to an association with a very good friends at ESFA White Rum, the best shot of the day. Heading to 12 minutes past 7 o'clock. And, of course, we are on Mason and Guests. You can send us your WhatsApp messages at 253-4679. There are several messages. In fact, there's a gentleman saying, how could you fire Harper and not fire Simmons? Well, that's a very interesting one coming in. He said, isn't he a selector too? Interesting uh, thoughts there coming uh, from, of course, um, one of... Uh, uh, the people who would have sent um, a WhatsApp message in. We're getting some more, uh, which I will read very, very soon. But just before we um, say goodbye to our very good friend, uh, Michael Finley, let's go back to him. I know that uh, uh, Dr. Ford has made a couple of um, notes. Um, Michael, we are in a very serious situation, very, very serious situation. How can we get out of this, Michael? Tell me. Andrew, Andrew, it is extremely difficult for us to get out of this situation now. And you see, I, I, I just mentioned, we tend to associate success uh, at, of, of, of Cricket West Indies, the organization, with the success on the field. And that's, that's, quite, that's quite understandable. That's quite understandable. Now, the big problem is to get the players mm. up to the standard where they can compete adequately. Th that's what we need, you know. To, to compete so, adequately. Mm -hmm. Yes, because because they, they, they are way behind in the, in the competition now. They are right. way behind in, in the level that they are playing. So we have to bring that up to scratches. I remind you that that, that the, the board, is a, the West Indies board, was a much smaller organization 
when West Indies cricket was at its best. Right. And 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 and, and they, they, they got a lot of kudos because of the success of the West Indies team. Nobody quarreled with the board. Nobody quarreled with the selectors because they were picking teams that that were the best in the Caribbean. In fact, right. in those days, as you would understand, we could have picked two teams and compete adequately. Right. So so the, the board, the success at board level has to be. As far as the public is concerned, the success on the field, and that is going to be a, a, a hell of a time and effort to turn that around. Mm-hmm. All right, Michael, I want to thank you very much indeed for coming through, and uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year. Well, thank you very much, uh, Andrew, and to Dr. Ford and Pillow. Derek has gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, been a pleasure. Uh, we can always hope, we can only hope that something happens to change um, the, the West Indies' success on the field. Uh, David mentioned the Webby report. Well, the Webby report uh, has been discussed with uh, the territorial board, uh, and they have submitted their, their views on the recommendations. Now, th- th- those recommendations now have been put together mm-hmm. and sent to the board, and the, they are supposed to be discussed at the board level, and then there, there's going to be a stakeholders meeting, which will review all those comments by the territorial board mm-hmm. and move forward from there. So it isn't that is not the end. The process has taken longer mm-hmm. than one expected. Mm-hmm. For example, we 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 are still to receive from Guyana because, as you know, they had their legal problems that they've just settled that. And they, they, they needed some time to study the report. Uh, there, there, there are a number of recommendations on the report, uh, which we sat with the territorial boards, the delegation from the territorial boards, and discussed all those, those recommendations. And they have come back to us and said, okay, these are what we agree to, and these are what we don't agree to. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a, it, it, it's, it's work in progress. And... Uh, we are hoping that in a couple of months it will be finalized. Right. How how the vote would go, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you at all. I see. Well, Derek, I want to thank you. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you very much, Andrew. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful indeed. Uh, of course, uh, we are talking. I said Derek, of course, is Mike Finley. Um, very good to hear from him. Derek Murray was on. We're going to try to find Chris there, and he should be very interested um, to, to hear, and a little bit later on, we're going to try and talk to Conde Riley, some some matters in Barbados, the BC elections, no quorum, um, with this Omicron around the place, I mean, the Barmy Army is going to be coming, um, our, our Bajan is going to be very concerned about that, the things are getting very, very rough uh, there, of course, in England, and I wonder if it's going to have any serious impact in relation to the English tour which is just on our doorsteps. Now, uh, we've got a, um, a WhatsApp message coming in here, Phil. It says, you you, you fired um, Roger Harper, but you didn't fire Simmons, and he's a selector. Your response to that? Hello, Drew. Thank you. The thing is that, it made you, you know, the, 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 the entire selection panel has been fired, but only Roger and Miles have been released from the duties. Other contracts have not been renewed. 
Fabinho look at Ben Simmons. He sits in a very strategic, in a very strategic position of Ben Simmons cricket. He's the head coach and he's under contract uh, for X amount of time. I'm not certain how long this contract is for, but X amount of time. And I believe this contract is still running. So I believe the board has said, look, the head coach is was a select was part of that panel. We could keep him. He's employed by us. He reaches he gets a salary. The direct cricket obviously is, is paid for cricket West Indies and he directs cricket. We're looking for some direct. And they have the captains who are employed by cricket West Indies as well. So they've just decided, look, we're going to go for the employees who control the at the various uh, various formats and leave the responsibility to them. No, I also look at it that Philip Simmons is on, it has to be on the cloud because he, he hasn't done wonderfully well uh, for a very long time now. Uh, he has a very poor tours. And they said, look, you're responsible. Try to get us out of this mess. I hope that Phil Simmons don't have made serious decisions as the lead selector now. Because he has to do the interviews as well when he select the squads. And, be f- and, and make some serious decisions and pick the best players that are available for cricket. But we've just had a tour to Pakistan. Cricket West Indies and Pakistan cricket board were, were loyal enough to each other to complete that heavy series. We lost it 3-0. There were some good things that came out of it, but we lost it 3-0. And I will hope that the presence, the interim panel, will build on what happened in that last game in Pakistan. Let's try to structure something going forward for the qualifiers, because we don't have to qualify for, for, for the T20 World Cup in Australia. So these are things that they need to do right and not sit down and make decisions based on friends and country. Make decisions based on what we want for West Indies cricket. West Indies cricket board runs on cricket, and they have a mandate, and they need to carry out that mandate. There's no Philip Simmons mandate. There's nobody's mandate but cricket West Indies, and that is what we need. So I am hoping that Philip Simmons can wake up and smell the coffee. I look to turn around on fortune. I'm going to be easy against the English. And the question they want to ask, are they going to allow, but you know, what is the protocols for those people who want to watch the cricket? But it's not going to be easy against England. They're a good T20 unit, and they're coming. They're coming right early to, to acclimatize and get I guess, get match ready. I would hate to believe that our squad when they selected is not match ready. So they need to get themselves in order, those selectors, who are just right and do. If not, they're going to continue to be hammered not only off the field, but on the field. We need to get our structures right, our plans right, our plans right, and get the execution of those plans going in, the, in one direction. Everybody, we're in this thing together, Andrew. You know, people will send their WhatsApp messages saying that you're doing this and you're doing that. But this is West Indies cricket. We are all part of it. We all want to see it better. We don't want to see it going any further down the drain. Because when it goes down the drain, it's going to go into the gutter. All kinds of things run through the gutter. So we need to try and get it out of the drain and bring it back into the respectable position that that it should be. Let's build from there. Doc? You know, I, I believe that we, we would all agree that there needs to be a fundamental uh, quantum shift in cricket West Indies and, and it goes to the structure of the boards, the way players are developed and the way that development is sustained. Uh, that will take 
many years to complete because we're really talking about another generation of West Indian cricketers that we have to produce. I would, however, say that for any professional sport, especially for cricket, the selectors and the management team are an integral and important group. There is no professional team that is managed by a coaching staff and other staff that doesn't improve, look at its strengths and weaknesses and improvise. I mean, if you can look at any sport, the NFL, for example, I mean, the there was a team, a great team, the Chiefs, that started badly for five games and not have turned it around, but they fundamentally changed the way that they played the game and have strategically made shifts to make themselves successful. So I say all that to say that if we have looked at the three years of non-performance that we've had from the coaching staff that we've had so far, we must ask ourselves, is that staff doing a good job? And, and the group goes hand in hand, because when we look at teams that have been produced, we've had questions about players that maybe should not have been there that seem to, be, seem to make no sense. We also had questions about players who we thought should be there who were said to be unfit, even though we had players who were selected that were obviously less fit. So I find that there's a, a problem going on where people weren't assessed. That means that the selectors and the coaching staff didn't see that they needed other personnel that they had to assess mm -hmm. and determine their fitness in order to put the best group of players on the field. And, and I think the, the question we may have to ask, uh, and I'll ask that to you, Philo. Well, well, well um, um, in, in, in fact, in, in, in fact uh, let, let's yeah. introduce uh, Chris Darren. We found him, oh, so... Uh, I'm, I'm sure you would want to speak to him as well, Philo, um, as well. Um, but hello, Chris. How are you? Hey, not too bad, Andrew. Good. Well, a lot better than West Indies cricket. Yeah. I mean, is all this poor performance affecting our brand? Oh, that happened a long time ago. Um, oh, dear. But, <laughs> uh, you know, if they, you know, I've been a, I always tell people I, I became a, a pessimist or much, much more pessimistic about West Indies cricket when I started to work in South Africa during their Cricket World Cup. Mm -hmm. and I saw, you know, you, I, I always knew the, 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 the Australians of this world, the Englanders of, of this world had just incredible facilities and such an incredible professional cricket structure that, I, you know, I knew the days were numbered. But when I went to South Africa and saw what they had in place, even in their high schools, you know, you sort of, your heart sank because you... You know, we have, we, have, we have some talented youngsters in the Caribbean, but we, we just don't have the professional structure that can develop it, hone it, and churn it out year after year. So, you know, and you see the, the, the fruit of the, of, of, of the vine now. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's very inconsistent. It's, you know, was, it, was that Philo, Wallace? Yeah, yeah Philo is um, Phil, very much with us as well. Yep. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. You know, Aaron, Philo will know. Merry Christmas. Hi, no, Philo. Great to hear from you, man. Mm -hmm. Philo will know. There's no West Indies team that when they step out onto the field, mm -hmm. they don't look like the athletes of the day. Ooh. And it is, it, it, you know, that's just from a visual, aesthetic mm -hmm. perspective. Mm -hmm. we, you know, we were the athletes. We were the... You know, when we step out into the field, whether we're in the field or batting, running between the wickets or bowling, you know, we were the athletic 
the, you know, the, the athletic reservoir. <laughs> you know, the the the, 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 the people people would pay to come and see, you know? And when you look at the West Indies team now, at test level, at, you know, you know, the most recent T20 World Cup, it's, it's shocking. It's just a, a jarring visual. Yes, to it see is. see how athletic the, the, the Bangladeshis are, the Indians are, the Pakistanis are, too as well. Pakistanis and... Indians, can you imagine? We are rotund, overweight, looking unfit, I don't care what fitness test they, they tell me these, some of these guys pass. I don't believe it. I'm mm, sorry. Mm. You know, can you imagine, uh, you know, the Viv Richards of his day walking out with a punch? No. My, no, terrible. I agree with you. I mean, I mean you, you, you're an O'Shea Thomas there in Jamaica. You need when you go back to Jamaica to my speak goodness. to him. Oh, my God. What's exactly. going on with him? Exactly. You know, and, and some people... <laughs> Uh, it, it is despondent because it's just, just to see where we, the depth we're sunk to. No, th- of course they have um, some talent, and so every once in a while that talent will, will you know, perform. But you know, but it, it can't be sustained because they're not professionals. Um, they're not even professional as individuals, much less to try and right. hold a professional cricket team. Mm. Um, so it's it's very it's very challenging. And I, I and I made a prediction not, not some time ago. It hasn't happened yet. But the closer I see cricket become, you know, getting closer and closer to the Olympics, it will spell, spell the end of Western cricket. Say that again? Really the end of Western cricket? That's how I see it. Because the minute, uh, boy, you know, remember now, you don't make. say, mm. because, because right now we're really only competitive in the T20 format. And if that format is what is played in the Olympics, who goes to the Olympics? Do you think, do you think Jamaica is going to break up the Jamaica Olympic team to, perf- to play for the West Indies? No. No. Mm. So the, you, the country's individual will go to the Olympics. And Jamaica, you know, countries like Jamaica, I can see pulling out and saying, look, well, if, if, if cricket is in the Olympics, that's every four years, and you have the world's best you know, T20s every every two years, like the World Track and Field Championship. Why is that not my international avenue for cricket? Mm. But, but Chris, I have a question to ask. We have a number of our cricketers who are involved in various professional franchises around the world. But yet, when they come back to West Indies, we don't see that professionalism. I saw today in a post out of Guyana, Crandon is saying he wants to see more commitment. And these are Guyanese, you know. Yeah. These mm-hmm. are not men from, from mm-hmm. Russia. Mm-hmm. You have an opportunity yeah. to represent. But so where is, where, 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 where does this professionalism start? Right. Because well, we talk about it, we talk about fitness. Yeah. And we yeah. know that our players are not fit. Yeah. But yet people are saying they're fit. So if, and it baffles me, because when, in, in our era of cricket, we never really had on fit players. Nobody never told us to go and get fit. Right, we used right. to do it. Mm-hmm. And we had less mm-hmm. opportunities and less facilities than what these fellas have today. Mm. Chris, you agree? <sighs> well, we do have, have less than what... You had less than what these guys had today. That's true. But but when you... when it, 
you don't you don't have comparatively less than what the, the gap between what these guys have today and what the rest of the world has. So that's what you have to look at. But I do take the point, though, Philo, about, you know, it's an important question. Where does this professionalism start and end? And you, you realize that what these guys are being paid to play in these uh, uh, franchise leagues, the Western is, is not paying them that. And therefore, it has become their priority to pay, play in these international tournaments, these um, franchise tournaments, rather than paying for the West Indies. In fact, you, you you know, I think Andrew, you made it <laughs> made that point. I mean, how is it that uh, Andrew Russell is not playing right. the West Indies in the twenties? Mm. Well, because it's far more. It's, it's, it's the club is, is bigger than the than the country, right? Mm. You know, um, and you know, and that's a challenge that's going to continue. We, we, you know, the era we lived through of the great West Indies era, the reality was that cricket was largely still an amateur sport. And I, I don't mean amateur, you know, to, 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 to diminish the, the, the level that we took cricket to, but just in terms of the quantum of funding that's now available in the world for cricket, you know, it was just a drop. What we, what the Viv Richards and those guys would have earned is a, such a, you know, a rounding error in terms of uh, uh, funding. So, it, you know, it, it really has become such a big business that it has put West Indies totally out of the picture. You know, we can't compete um, with that scale. And, you know, it, 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 it's, a, it's a, you know, disheartening scenario, but, you know. Doc, we Doc, are Doc any, qu any questions for Chris? Hi, good night, Chris. Um, Chris, you were, you were affiliated with... Um, West Indies, uh, especially during the World Cup, what are some of the frustrations in the structure and function of the of the you know admin that you notice and and wish that something could be rectified in, in your time? Well, one of the biggest challenges was um, you know was the facilities. And I'm not, I'm not talking about test facilities. We're talking about the development of our athletes from primary to elementary level all the way through to the professional level. Because you can't just pick up a 19-year-old and turn him into a world-class athlete. You've seen that in Jamaica with track and field. You, you know, they start from the under nine, you know, and they're developed all the way through to when they go through boys and girls championships. They're, they're ready for the international stage. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing that needs to have happened with our cricket, which didn't, simply because we don't have that sort of feeding tree, that production line. So you're getting guys that you're, you're trying to teach to become a professional at 21, 22, which is, you know, almost too late. You know, it could, it, it, you could compete back in the day, but not in the modern professional world. I always tell the story when Ali Bako um, came into my office in South Africa and handed me a sheet of where the, West, the different teams were coming over for the World Cup, uh, where the practice venues were. Our practice venue, West Indies, was a high school. I feel I think you played in that World Cup, didn't you, in, 2000, in 2002 in South Africa? Well, our practice venue mm -hmm. was a high school. Oh in down, down in Cape Town, and I flew into Ali Baker's office, Andrew, in a rage. Mm. How dare you! How dare you disrespect the West Indies? You know we had Brian Lara, we had Cordy Wall still, and so on. 
you know, and he says, Chris, you don't understand, you know, and he explained to me that, about his high school ground and so on. I said, I didn't believe it. Anyway, he decided he was going to take me. When we got down to Cape Town, he had his driver take me to the school to make sure this was a proper facility. But when I drove through the gates, mm-hmm. I couldn't even believe it was a high school. Then I drove past cricket ground after cricket ground. And those were not the practice bedding grounds. This high school had five cricket grounds, two of which had lights. Mm. The practice venue had like 14 nets, the most beautiful layout facilities, the bowling machines all set up that are indoor um, facilities where they hooked up the youngsters, the little electrodes, they, they come out on screen in 3D, and the guy, little youngsters are hitting 100 cover drives and then 100 square cuts, and, and then they go to batting practice. Mm. <laughs> After the, the, the muscle mm-hmm. memory build, and it's just a whole different approach. And this was a high school. And my heart sank, Andrew. My heart sank because I said, you know, that's what the professional world, that's what happens in professional sports. It happens in professional tennis, happens in professional golf, professional football. They're developing these youngsters from so young that by the time they get into a professional club at 13, 14, that's when they're signing up with their professional clubs. Um, you know, that's what we're competing against now. And, and so it, it, we will get this odd flash of brilliance from our talented youngsters, which we do have, but they're not coming off of a production line, mm. right? That has honed them how to be professionals. So, uh, you know, I, 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 don't, I hate to use individuals, but I look on a hit mile who, you know, at under-19 level, he was superb. But he makes the West in this team, gets a little money, and all of a sudden he's overweight. Yes, yes, you're very right. Yes, you're very right. And very overweight, too. Over? Uh, Chris, Chris, you you mentioned some of those uh, insights uh, from from seeing the facilities, and you know it really says that we we have a revenue problem. And the thing is, I know that a president is 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 not an executive president, but but just is just says what everybody else concludes, but. Are we really looking at our priorities really in the right in the right place? I mean, we don't have a sponsor for our team. I know the team isn't doing well. Uh, we don't have the facilities that you mentioned. All of the the big three have all the have great facilities, and we haven't been getting better. We're not producing the the quality. Uh, are we maybe looking in the wrong direction for for salvation here? Well, you know, we've tried different directions. The problem is if you if you rely on the government of the region, it can't happen. And and for very obvious, almost political reasons. As much as the prime minister support the sport and love the sport and, and cherish what West Indies cricket is, nobody is going to get credit if West Indies cricket does well. You know, when Jamaica football goes through, when Jamaica team went to the World Cup in 98, you know, that's a lot I think a lot of the government win the election, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's a reality of, 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 of you know, lack of political uh, return for supporting financially, especially West Indies cricket. Um, and as you know, there's been a non-stop battle at the ICC for years and years. started, you know, under Pat Rousseau and different regimes and, and presidents have tried, I think Dave Cameron tried to change a whole 
way that, that cricket, international cricket is structured. And, and I know that there's been some changes. Maybe it's just simply not just not enough. I don't think you'll ever get the big, you know, the big fellows with the big pockets to, to, to give up their, their revenue. But I mean, look at it. There's a reason why the Indian, um, no Indian plays in anybody else's T20. India wants to keep all the T20 revenues for themselves. Mm. Um, the, the IPL must remain king. Um, and so on. So the, the day we ever got two or three Indians to come and play uh, in our T20 would be, a, I think, when hell freezes over, you know. Mm. Um, and, you know, so, so if we have the, that structural challenge of international cricket, where it's not this pooled television revenue, say all the matches are put into a pot and, and those television rights are sold. I hope one day the, the world, the Test Championship, sort of gets there. Because it really is hard on the smaller nations like the Caribbean who have to pay for television production for some series and not knowing knowing they're not going to get much television revenues. While the big boys, you know, no matter who tours England, they're going to get 150 million US, 200 million US a year uh, type thing. While the Western Free Board gets zero. Um, so that's the kind of, you know, <laughs> unless that happens, I think we're, we're, we'll be forever spinning in, in mud. The, the world structure has to change, and maybe that takes um, government bilateral talks to work this thing through with the cricket world. I know you were you were also involved in broadcasting, and and right now a lot of cricket can't be seen by the general public, or or let's say the the less able, unless they can navigate through some website or app on an android box it, it's much more difficult to see see the team granted the team may be floundering but but the possibility isn't there for a lot of people um do you I've think been very, yeah i've been very uh, vocal about that and I, I think cricket west indies i know they're they're, they're trying to create a revenue stream so i understand it I'm, and i and i hate to be critical popularity of the sport alive in the Caribbean. Uh, so it's a very delicate balance and I can't tell you it's a happy solution, but I think when you when it's totally off of you know 